Welcome, Kin, to the Game Change Her podcast. My name is Penny Lacasso, and I'm the founder of Be Kindred. I'm on a personal mission to empower 10,000 women to make positive career changes that provide meaning and fulfillment by 2020. Game Change Her is designed to help you build the courage and confidence to take simple steps and make a positive change in your career. I seek out amazing Game Change Her women who have gone before you and taken career leaps in the pursuit of happiness. And we ask them to share their insights and tactical tips to help you take action with impact. So let's jump on the Be Kindred couch and start sharing. Okay, welcome Kin to a podcast with a difference. Today I am talking to Jane Urbacker. Yes, perfect. Yeah, we never even tried that. Yeah. I, I was like, I wonder how she's going to say my name. No, we've been friends for 12 months and I never knew how to pronounce this thing. <laughs> That's so funny. You did, you did really well. I'm impressed. So Jane is the founder um, of The Me Project and an all-round ball of boundless energy and enthusiasm for life. So um, we're talking today about how to make personal change, a bit about failure um, and a little bit about building courage. And I've got my my drag voice on, which you can appreciate, <laughs> thanks to a wonderful cold that I've been carrying for a few days. So welcome, Jane, to the Be Kindred Couch. Thank you. So let's kick off, and I want you to share with us a little bit about your career journey because it's a little bit different yep. um, from the clients that I deal with on a day-to-day basis yep. and how you landed doing what you're doing today. Awesome. Uh, first of all, I don't think I've ever been the one with the stronger voice in like <laughs> in any kind of interaction. I'm usually the one with the husky voice, but you've definitely taken it to a next next level. So um, thank you so much for having me. This is really exciting. I um, have never been on a, someone else's podcast before, do run my own podcast. So I'm used to being in the driver's seat. So this is like kind of exciting to not really know what direction this is going. So I'm excited. And, and for everybody listening, I absolutely just adore Penny. So I'm really flattered and excited to be here. So you just asked me, what did you just I ask asked me? you, tell us a little bit about your career journey and how you ended oh, up great. Well. Okay, so I've got a pretty interesting story, I think, because um, I'm one of those people that has never put my eggs into one basket. I've always kept lots of options open and um, in terms of I always am studying something at university. I've always got a couple of different jobs on the go and um, until this year I'd never really focused on one project and um, so this year's been a really interesting like uh, journey for me. But basically I got to this point because I went into business with uh, some really close friends uh, two and a half years ago to open our own um, functional fitness studio. So here in Melbourne. And um, it was really, it was really scary at first doing something so big. And then it was really amazing for about a year and a half to two years. And then and th- things started to get hard. And I started to realize that Um, I wasn't sure if I wanted my life to just be about fitness. I really wanted my life to be, I've always really wanted to have a huge impact on everybody I meet in every, every angle of their life, not just the fitness side of things. And, um, so I kind of felt like where I was and where then that was potentially taking me wasn't where I wanted to go. And, um, so had a pretty hard last six months at the studio. Um, it's really hard being in partnership and it was, a a really hard transition to then leave and leave 
all my clients who I absolutely loved. Um, but I took a really big leap of faith and sold my share of the business and then jumped straight on a plane on the exact same day to America and um, spent a month just kind of figuring out where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. And um, what I did while I was away was I figured out that my value in the world was uh, in like personal interaction, mm-hmm. was bringing out people's best in personal interaction. And I'd never given myself credit for that. I'd always thought that I needed to have a degree or a qualification or, or a gym or something to bring value to the world. And then what I started to realize was it was me. It was me that brought value to the world. Yep. So what I started to do when I got back was I um, my probably one of my best talents is networking. I just absolutely love meeting new people and connecting with them and getting to know them. So when I got back, I just started to really do that and started to really put it out there into the world that um, you know I was I was here to you know help make people's lives better. So the way that then looked for me was I created what I call the Me Project. So the Me Project is um, basically I work with people, individuals. Um, companies, um, big groups of people on helping people align their priorities with their schedules. So whatever that looks like for somebody, that's kind of what I do. And I help teach people that they are the priority in their life. So the me project is, yeah, working with someone to make them the priority in their life. So you just said you help people align their priorities with their schedule. Yeah. So I think that is such a simple message. (laughs) Yeah. Such a powerful one. Yeah. Yeah. Because what happens is people want to make, I mean, we both work in the change space. Mm. People want to make all this change and they go to the extreme mm-hmm. and don't look at how that fits with the, with their life. Yeah. And it's almost like they set themselves up for failure. Totally. Yeah, but your yep. approach is totally different. To yeah. That. You're about saying, give me your schedule and let's work within that. Exactly. Which makes it more sustainable. Yeah. And I think you said to me earlier, this whole concept of find your new normal. Yeah. So that whatever you do becomes normalised and therefore it's easier to maintain. Exactly. I'm very pro-simple. So um, I'm not even sure how I came up with it, (laughs) but yeah, I look at if something's going to be lasting, it's got to be easy for somebody, but easy doesn't mean it's not actually a challenge because we do actually want to have challenge in our life. We just don't want things to be hard. So um, yeah, the whole thing I do with people is, yeah, is very, very simple. And it's the whole, it is, it's a new normal. So Mm. it's what does your day look like? Okay. Health is your number one priority. Let's look at your schedule. So you don't have any health inducing behaviors at all in your schedule. And this isn't you I'm talking to obviously, but it's like, um, so how can we start to introduce that in? All right. So like, and people will put up blocks. I'll put up blocks of time. They'll put up blocks of discomfort, but all of that comes from fear. It's they're afraid to succeed a lot of the time. It's not even that they're afraid to fail. They're afraid to succeed because then what do they, what's their identity? So cool. Yeah. It's really fun. <laughs> so, um, you and I, I mean, we, we've, we've, we've trained, you've trained me, we, we socialise together and all the rest of it. And it's interesting because our businesses are different, but they're similar in that we both support people to make positive and life-transforming change. Yeah. So can you walk me um, through some of the biggest barriers that hold back your clients in making change? Yeah. Okay. So some of the biggest barriers that, um, so a lot of the people, I actually, 
um, work with both men and women. I, I thought that I was going to specialize at the start of the year. I thought I really was going to work with mostly women. And I thought that I was going to work mostly with women like me. Cause for some reason I thought that they're the only people in life that want to change. But, <laughs> and, um, but now I've come to realize that most people want to be the better, a better version of themselves. Yeah. So, um, one of the biggest challenges that people face is themselves. Like the, the biggest challenge people face, cause people put up unbelievable blocks for themselves and it comes out in all different ways so the big blocks that you hear are kind of like so some that I hear all the time are time so I just don't have time that um and for me I can blow that out of the water very very quickly because then we just do a bit of a time audit and we we feel we figure out that we can squeeze 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 anything I always say to people that Beyonce has the same amount of time in the day I think I've got a thing for Beyonce I love Beyonce um but um yeah so and then another really big block is that they a lot of people don't even realize it, but they're very attached to an identity. And that, and we were just talking about this before, yeah. that they're attached to the identity of sort of being, you know, a good time person. They don't want to be the person that's like, oh, I'm on a diet or, oh, I can't drink or, you know, sorry, I've got to get up early and go for a run. And, and I don't want to create that person. If that's not who you are, that's not what I'm going to create for you. But the fact that people even use that as a block means that that's what they associate with being this successful, healthy person. And so it's... It's then destroying that idea and saying, no, you don't have to be that person. You can still go to parties. You can still have a really great time. You can still be a part of every part of your life that you want to be. Um, But the biggest thing it always comes down to, the biggest thing is people just create resistance because they're uncomfortable with going into a realm that is unfamiliar to them. Mm -hmm. So they're just really happy doing what they're doing, banging their head against the wall every single day, making the same mistakes rather than stepping into a different space. And this is how you would be with people as well. It's like... The best, I mean... The best results always come from being uncomfortable. Completely. And both of us, the reason we came into this was because of like, you know, the situation before wasn't taking us to where we needed to. So we were in an uncomfortable situation and it's like, this is what our life has now become. It's amazing. And that discomfort created opportunity. Yeah, Unbelievable. And and, and the more I think what people don't realise is this whole missed opportunity is they're so comfortable in their their current um, state. Yep that they don't push the boundaries to create the space for that growth and development. And the more you put yourself in uncomfortable spaces, yep. the more opportunities that present themselves Completely. that you never even considered. And that, I think that's what blows me away every day. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting because I keep thinking back to this time last year and how unhappy I was and sad I was and friends of mine were like just leave your job just leave your job and I'd be like but then what but then what I just can't do it I'm it's better for me to you know still keep getting up at 4 a.m and spending all day unhappy that's easier for me right now than even thinking it's known exactly I was like what else is out there (laughs) people are fearful of the unknown yeah you know they hate the known yeah there's a comfort in it totally and now it's like I wake up every day and I'm big into gratitude I'm a big gratitude person and I am so grateful grateful for the freedom that my life presents now it's oh like God. every opportunity I need I have to create and for a lot of people that's a really scary idea but for people like us it's so Love exciting it. oh it. my god it's amazing it's just like this massive choice list of yeah. choices and, yeah. and you choose totally choose your own ending you know it's the it's best like, I love it I love it so much <laughs> so you've just mentioned a couple of barriers and I love yep. the time barrier because I just think that if something's important you'll make the fucking completely yeah yep. that's it <laughs> it's, it's true you know like it's just a bullshit excuse. oh my god yeah you know? 
So how do you help people overcome these barriers? Okay, so the time one, as I said, is really, really easy because basically we can we can put down on a piece of paper, okay, you wake up at 7 a.m., you do this, you do A, B, C, D, E, F, and then we go, okay, well, there's time in here. And so if I'm talking from a purely health perspective, because I work with people on health, so improving nutrition, a lot of people come to me because of their relationship with their body, because mm-hmm. of my past in working in fitness so that's what a huge connector for me is um so it always starts with the relationship with the body and people think that i'm going to put them on a diet plan and an exercise plan and that their whole all their problems are going to go away but basically it's like i'll look at um why you want to change your body like why you have this relationship get really clear with the why because then the how becomes very very easy their blocks and any barriers they put up once they really connect with their why and it means more to them than the why not then any blocks just crumble so um so that's how I help people overcome their blocks I get really honest and real about why they want to do this and why they've come to me and why they're investigating exactly and that's where and every block then comes down with that and it does take people a little bit of time to let me in and I find men because I work with a lot of men and they it takes them a lot longer. They're like, oh, no, I just need to get fit. And then after about four weeks, it's like, okay, I feel like this. And it's like, oh, we got there. We did it. But, yeah, so but for each person it's really different. But I'm a big believer in empowering and empowering genuinely. So it's like I'll meet somebody and I'll figure out very, very quickly what they can do and what is driving them, mm-hmm. and then I'll tap into that. So I do that in a training realm. I figure out um, what's kind of you know holding them back what they're nervous about movement wise and then I'll, I'll try and bring out that they can actually do that by drawing on something that they do really well so then they associate that so you, it's basically you identify levers and you pull on them exactly that was well I could have said that in one line <laughs> <laughs> I have a real issue with being succinct so <laughs> so how do you um how do you know yeah, how do you approach change in your life? Um, well, it's really interesting because I thought that I was like, oh, change is easy, I, I'm really adaptable. But um, the more I learn about myself, um, the more I, I see that I am just like everybody else and I put up blocks and barriers as well. And I've spent this year, so since I've started this business, I have done so much work on myself, which I just have loved and it's been really really interesting to see the patterns I I keep putting myself into so something that I have really um got to work on a lot of the time is time management skills I have very poor time management skills and and I get then really overwhelmed because I haven't put the time into what I needed to put the time into so um for me it's really important that I'm very strict with my schedule now so that I can actually fit everything in and also um relax but what was the question again it was how do you manage change in your own life? Yes. Okay. So, um, and something that I've got to be, oh, so how do I manage change in my own life? I guess I just, for some time, sometimes I'm very pro get out of your comfort zone. So sometimes I just have to jump into yeah. it. Um, but yeah. And then other times I just have to kind of trick myself, kind of how I work with other people. I kind of trick them. So um, by just kind of like coaxing myself to do it, mm. but I do actually like change. And I do like surprises. (laughs) What's the smallest change you've made that's had the biggest impact? Oh, wow. Well, I've had a really interesting uh, sort of last few months in relation to nutrition for myself. So um, I obviously work with a lot of people on their nutrition and I'm very pro 
um, including great food in your diet, but I love chocolate and I just love it. And it's been really interesting because it's a real challenge for me not to eat chocolate. I really want to eat it. And, um, and my sister eats Hague's chocolate every night. So it's like, so it's not helpful. No, it's not helpful at all. And she loves to bake as well. And so something that I've always wanted my whole life is to be a moderator around food. So to be, to be able to see some sort of food and be like, yeah, I can have a bit of that if I want it and not just be like opportunistic all or nothing. There's food in front of me. Got to eat it. Got to eat all of it. Then it's gone. Don't have to deal with it. And I found this struggle I have with food is the struggle that pretty much everybody has. Thought, if you had it taken you out of the equation, I thought you were explaining me. Totally. There you go. And this, I think that this is one of my greatest strengths when I work with people is the empathy that I feel because I know what it feels like. And so what I've done the last few months is I've really shifted my attitude to food and relationship with food. And it's been like a lifelong goal to be able to do this. And the way I, I eat now is in a really considered way. So it's like, if I do really want something like chocolate, I think about it and I go, yeah, I really want to eat it. I'm going to eat it and not then beat myself up about it. It's just chocolate. And it sounds really funny saying this because I used to hear people saying this and I'd be like, whatever. But now it's like I then it's like most of the time I don't actually want it. So now what I do is I have a one once a week I can eat whatever I want. And it's Mm. like because I'm one of those people that goes to a cafe and I like see the donuts and I'm like, I wish I could eat a donut. Never eat it. Then I'd go home and eat my sister's chocolate. (laughs) Steal (laughs) her chocolate. So I'd be like, well, that was a waste. So the biggest change in my life in the last few months has been that I feel like I have a much healthier relationship with food. Wow. Yeah, which is amazing. So what's one piece of advice you would give to someone wanting to make a change in their life? Oh, I'd just tell them to do it. I feel like if you're curious about if your life can be better, then it can be better. And that's it. And just and the other thing is enlist help from somebody. Yeah. Like and this is what all people like us are gonna say, but you can't do it alone. Like it's someone who's sitting outside of your situation can see into your situation much better than you because they're not emotionally involved. And sometimes you can be in so deep that you think you can't actually get out. And it's like it'll just take someone to say, Yeah, no, of course you can. Like all the powers inside you, like just do this. And and that's it. And I just cannot stress enough that if you think your life can be better, then it can be better. And everyone's life can be better. Like you can always be bettering yourself and making your life better, even if your life is amazing. And it's interesting. I mean, you and I have been chatting before this. There's there's opportunities, especially when people are in their own business, if you've got something of value and the other person's got something of value, there's this whole exchange that can take place. If you can't afford all this stuff, Completely. yeah, there's an opportunity to collaborate. Yeah, you can help each other get better. Exactly by you know coaching or supporting each totally. other. Totally. And the thing is, no money value can be placed on having an amazing life. And this is what I think to people with people. It's like if you can't afford it, like make it happen somehow. There's always because a, way. The rest, a solution to it. There always is because the rest of your life, like, is the most valuable thing you have. Like Absolutely. it's and it's just. If someone was to say to you, like, you know, in 30 years' time, or why why did you stay in that job that you hated and, you know, you've just, wait, like, lost 30 years of your life and you say, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't afford to do anything different, it's like then you'd be like, that's pretty sad. So, yeah. So let's talk about mindset and attitude because you're one of the oh, most positive and vivacious people that I know. <laughs> so how do you believe attitude and mindset impacts your ability to make change? Like 100%. It's <laughs> everything is your mindset and your attitude and I am a big believer in your perspective and attitude is actually your reality. So yeah. if you, it, no matter what else happens, it's whatever you take from every situation and whatever you bring to it and whatever you 
assume someone else's response is. It's all in your head, like everything is a thought. So, yeah, I do have a really positive attitude. And um, a lot of that comes from I had a pretty sad uh, childhood, like my mum died when I was little and my oldest brother died when I was a teenager. And so as a result of that, I our family is really, really close. But I learnt very young that... I had to make myself happy. There wasn't other things out there that made me happy. It was no one else's job. No, exactly. Yeah, and I'm I'm as sad as those experiences where I'm actually grateful that I learnt that so young because that's enabled me to have the attitude that I've got now. Wow. <laughs> so courage is a key component of making change. Yeah. Where does your courage come from? Um, I'm not really sure. I feel like I've been um, very confident since I've been very little but I tell you what, this time last year I wasn't feeling very courageous. So I think that um, the situation last year that I left, the business that I left, um, I think that the courage came from the sadness I felt in the situation I was in yeah. rather than actually being brave. I think I just felt like I, I didn't want to feel um, unappreciated and un- unvalued. So it was the courage then to step out of it kind of was my only option. Like it was I either stayed there and felt like that every day or I left. So, um, yeah, and it was interesting because the moment I walked out of there, I was like I felt like I was the bravest person alive and I didn't know where I was walking to. Like I didn't know where I was going. And, um, and that was kind of thrilling. But I do, as I said, I've got a pretty amazing family. So I had I did have a support network um, I wasn't by myself, yeah, but I think that we all have the support network that we contribute to as well. Like if we are a good supportive person, then we're going to have a good supportive. To yeah, totally. What's your attitude towards failure? Um, I love failure. <laughs> so I kind of really, my attitude is absolutely that if you throw yourself all into something, the result is irrelevant. Um, I feel like throwing yourself into something and um, committing to it wholeheartedly, you can't fail from that. Yeah. So um, even if things don't actually turn out the way you expected, the amount that you learn about yourself not having any safety net is like irreversible, like it's amazing. So, And it's interesting because a lot of my fitness background comes from this group, um, they're called Jim Jones and it's G-Y-M, so it's not the cult leader. Um, but it's uh, like it's the whole thing about that is that it's effort over ability and it's, you know, the whole thing is just to try your absolute hardest and see where it takes you. So I always find that fitness is a really amazing microcosm for the rest of your life about going all in. Mm. And and like I said earlier, this is the first time in my life this year that I've actually thrown myself 100% into something and that's the me project. And it's there's definitely weeks where I go, what the hell am I doing? Like is this, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And then there's other weeks where I go, this is the best decision of Makes my life. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah, totally. So, it's funny how uncertainty can breed, breed clarity. Oh, um, unbelievably. It just takes time. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But a lot of people aren't willing to put themselves in that No, space. yeah, exactly. And creativity, like uncertainty, like has like breed creativity oh, for me. That because I just, you have to be resourceful. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes I've come up with things and I'm like, who gave up with that? <laughs> yeah, where they come from. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. no shortage of ideas. No. So, um, my. Second last question is what resources do you go to for inspiration to keep you on track? Um, people like you. I don't, <laughs> I don't think you realised how much of an impact you've had on me. And um, I always come back to something that Penny did at a workshop with her about action, about how important it is to take action. And 
I have it written down on a whiteboard in my room. So, and it was this is. Do you want me to tell everybody what it is? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, Penny told us all to write down where we are right now in our life, and then um, write down where we want to be in twelve months' time. You, I remember you said you're sitting there, you're drinking a red wine. <laughs> yeah, and you're looking back on the twelve months. Prior, yeah, exactly. What have I done? What have I done? Yeah, exactly. And so and I was like, oh, wow, that's a good one. And then then what we had to do was we had to write down how we were going to get from where we are now to where we want to be in 12 months. And it's like basic. It's like Very basic. I, and I loved it. And that's definitely kept me um, going because that's what you asked me, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, how do you Yeah, resource. And I am obsessed with podcasts. <laughs> Love podcasts. Yeah, always listening, listening to? to podcasts. I listen to um, Resist Average Academy this American guy who, Tommy Baker, I just adore and um, he's amazing and The School of Greatness with Lewis Howes and then there's another one, MWF Motivation Podcast and that's just 10 minutes and I just love it and it's all this kind of stuff that we're interested in. So, wow. And I do listen to everything that you put out there too. <laughs> I haven't heard of any of those so I'm going to go and have a look yes, at them. Yes, do. Podcast. They're really good. Yeah. So my last question is what's next for you? You've got something very interesting coming up at the moment. I do, actually. I've got some pretty exciting things coming up in my life. So I'm taking my first fitness holiday to New York, um, which is just crazy because you just love New York now too, don't you? Absolutely. (laughs) It's the greatest place in the world. So about eight years ago I called one of my friends, um, Stevie. I called him up and I was in Monte Carlo at the time and I was like, Stevie, I'm getting fat being on holiday. Like I, I want to eat all this delicious food, but I'm, I've got no exercise to do because I've always been really into my exercise. And he's like, oh, no, whatever, you know. And then I was like, do you know what we should do? We should organize fitness holidays for people so they can go on these trips, they can enjoy all the amazing food that places have to offer but still keep their fitness up. And, and feel so bad about it. Yeah. And so this was like eight years ago and he's like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. He's a travel agent. And and anyway, eight years later, we're like, actually, let's do this. This is wow. an amazing idea. So um, that's one of our projects. So we're going to New York next month and it's like, unbelievable we're doing all the cool new york stuff but with a different workout every day as well and that's um, called urban heartbeat urban yeah. heartbeat yeah and it's just so oh, i'm just like bursting with excitement about that and then another one i'm actually organizing a melbourne um kind of urban heartbeat so um and that will be fitness and brunch based and really cool seminars so that's coming up for me as well and then just um random other little things so yeah it's all really good and if people want to find out more about you, where do they go? Yeah, well, um, I live at, no. <laughs> um, so, so the best way to contact me is probably via Facebook or Instagram. I'm a big fan of Instagram. <laughs> I've been trying not to over Instagram recently. I've been trying to actually do stuff. I have noticed quiet. Yeah, I've been really quiet. So um, it's just The Me Project and then underscore at the end. So and um, that website, www.themeproject.com.au and also Facebook, The Me Project. Or Jane Urbacker, as Penny said so correctly. I can't believe I got it right. I know. I'm so impressed. Thank you so much, hun, for your time today. It's been great. So much fun. I talked so much, didn't I? I love it. Was that your longest or? Not quite. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy New York. Thank you. Bye. Bye. To find out more about the Kindred and how we are empowering and elevating women to find happiness in their careers, go to bekindred.com.au and join our mailing list or follow us on Instagram at the letter B dot kindred. Bye for now.